When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today is Sunday, November 5th, 2017. This is Celtic Speed on the CLNS Media Network, and I am Larry H. Russell. Episode number 235 of Celtic Speed, presented by Bombfell and Harry's. Harry's.com slash Celtics for a free trial razor set from our sponsor. Yes, it is free. Harry's.com slash Celtics. Last time I was here, chatted with Evan Valeni, and, and he made the keenest of suggestions of, hey, try and talk to Isaiah Thomas again. We would love to go behind the scenes of his work with Jalen Brown, especially with how he's good he's looked in the preseason and, and now a few games in. Well, it's... Standard time, fallback Sunday on November 5th, so we are now a little more than a few games into this NBA season, and considering all any of us Celtics fans were were talking about after Wednesday's sixth of what is now seven straight Boston wins, much of what was discussed and admired and replayed on YouTube was the play of that Brown guy, so yes, that uh, Evan Valeni suggestion of trying to hunt down Isaiah Thomas to get back on this broadcast to talk about his esteemed protege, good call, Evan. Uh, let's shout out your Celtics Roundtable show on CLNS as a gratuity. Wednesday, and even that singular highlight reel dunk that I really thought uh, was the play that propelled that incredible comeback down in OKC on Friday, there seemingly has just not been enough room on the internet for all the superlatives to apply to Jalen Brown after the career game against the Kings to now nine games into the year. This is looking like a leap year for the former bus to be. Remember those days. What is the primary storyline of the 2017-18 Celtics uh, this far into the season? There's a fun game. There's a fun segment for you, Evan, on Celtics Roundtable. So save this clip for the hopper if you were to use it. The primary storyline is that there are numerous storylines. Obviously, there are headliners. Celtics, they're unquestionably the most impressive team in the conference, especially coming off that early season signature road win on national TV this past Friday. Brad Stevens, he's the early leader in the clubhouse for Coach of the Year. Kyrie Irving, he's playing like an MVP. And yes, I know it's nine games in, but uh, reminder, it is the Twitter YouTube podcast stage where it doesn't take like two possessions into the NBA season for us to hand out hardware. So nine games in, a full 36 hours since the Celts last played a game. We're not speaking on any emotional highs or lows here. I'm only assimilating into the crowd and how sports is analyzed in the information age. Uh, But all the standouts to 
the surprises to semi-surprises, the Celtics' top defense, the not so the not so awful Celtics makeshift bench. We've got an entire season to address all that. We hope they're going to play at this 778 winning percentage for eternity. But I'm going to label book number two three five a Celtics beat the Jalen Brown chapter. So deserving. Especially considering the attitudes expressed in words and, and in tone in this space, um, oh geez, I don't know, 11 to 15 months ago, couldn't be more happy to be wrong in such prognostications there, because Jalen himself is, in his development, and now a ceiling that just is seemingly getting higher as every with every passing moment. It deserves its own episode, particularly when his mentor I, Isaiah Thomas is set to pay us a visit here very shortly. And obviously, too, i uh, got to reference this. It is unbelievable that I have to give a Hall of Famer a little name caveat because of how often we heard the name Isaiah Thomas as Celtics fans over the last three years. But yes, that is the one that won two titles and a finals MVP for the Fistons. Huge rivalry with the Celtics. Now serves as an analyst for Turner Sports and NBA TV. And, of course, most relevant to today's listeners is, yes, Jalen's mentor. For me, actually, I am going to confess that is the second most important part. To me, he's always going to be the guy I made like 90% of my corner threes with that I took with him in NBA Jam at the Watertown uh, Mall Dream Machine back in the summer of 94. Anyways, Zeke's going to be here shortly, going to be well worth asking him what in God's name he's been teaching Jalen because uh, it is working. It is working well. You hear it all the time. The things that we most look for in a young player is improvement. If for no other reason, it shows that that said player wants to be good. That is standard executive speak uh, on terrestrial media or standard analysis speak. But suffice it to say, there has been a lot of improvement on Jalen's end. Good job, Zeke. Is is he still not the best shooter, especially at the foul line? Or more importantly, that, that corner three, which is what at least that was what I was looking for coming into the year? No, but... Still infinitely better than this point last year, last January, even last year. A 7 of 8 game on Wednesday is going to get those shooting percentage numbers up as well. Is he as good of a finisher as we think he should be? You know, considering we're going to put it all in relative terms here when you do consider just how athletic he is and, and how many memorable plays he seems to be good for on any given night. You can ask, or we'll throw that little reference to the, the, the dunk on Paul George on Friday. Second time I've brought that play up. That's how mesmerizing it was. But still, he is so much better than last year. If we're going to use an anecdotal reference of a play on Friday, I'm going to use an anecdotal reference of a game on TNT against Portland. Uh, in Portland last year, it just seemed he couldn't finish everything. And I just kept saying to myself, my God, this this kid just needs to get stronger. So he has gotten stronger, I guess, because he's still a much better. He's infinitely better than last year. And heck, I'd say he's actually even better than at the start of the season, even as some of these raw numbers, which I look at on, you know, just on this morning, 56% within 10 feet, 59% around the rim. That's not great, but I feel like they don't even say the whole story. And, you know, looking at the block score too on Friday, 12 rebounds, uh, impacting the game in that regard, which by the way, another underrated storyline. That's good that that is underrated is the team rebounding this year, but Go to Jalen, a, a double-double on, on not the best shooting night, and, and on, you know, we forget, maybe not me, but Jalen coming into the year with, he had considerable pressure that was placed upon him, and it was pressure that mounted by the day, and even the months of June, July, and August, and September. You, let's go back to May and June. He made tremendous strides, 
in his rookie season last year, where, reminder, he was selected third overall and spent the first fourth of the season, I thought, teetering on a main red claws demotion. Brad Stevens and uh, the coaching staff, whoever was responsible for that, quite possibly today's guest, Isaiah Thomas, whoever was responsible, handled him tremendously well when you remember going back to, say, December of 2016. Because I'll confess, same person who was not too keen with that, the selection last year, but I will confess, I, I would not have done it the way the Celts did last year with what looked like to me what were force-fed minutes. But that is why I am not coaching and I am trying to sell you razor blades every Sunday under the guise of water cooler Celtics talk. But by January, Jalen, uh, he was a contributing starter, filling in for Avery Bradley when he went down with that Achilles injury. He did a great job when the team won 10 of 11 games. By the end of the year, he was a steady rotation player that the team kind of counted upon as a 20-year-old rookie on a 53-win team. That is an accomplishment in itself. But with that came again some added external expectation. Good-looking rookie combined with being drafted third overall is going to do that. And then for forces out of his control, more and more pressure was heaped on him because uh, more and more was likely that needed to be counted upon by just sheer necessity. Team trades away Avery Bradley. That makes him an odds-on favorite to start and, and to serve as Boston's top perimeter defender. Trading away Jay Crowder. Oh, the team needs more defense. I, I know the guy. Jalen Brown's going to be able to do that for the team, I guess. But uh, And then all the way, of course, do we need to mention promise we won't do this every week, but it is relevant here, unfortunately, the Gordon Hayward injury and the Celtics all of a sudden needing a vacuum to be filled offensively. And throw this in there as well, indirectly, because us Celtics fans, psychologically, we needed to put some positive spin on such a tragic occurrence for, I guess, our own psyches. Uh, I guess, definitely for our own psyches. So uh, we did it. We did of, of uh, well, this is good. Maybe this could be a blessing. Uh, more of an opportunity for the young players like, oh, jeez, I don't know, Jalen Brown, who already has the weight of the skies on him right now. But nonetheless, here we are. Yes, nine games in, but as we always say here on Celtics Beat, stay in the present moment. And now more than ever, because it is a good present moment on this Sunday with the Celts at the top of the NBA power rankings for a variety of reasons. We're going to use this broadcast, we think, to talk about one of said reasons. Hint, Jalen Brown. Hall of Famer and NBA TV analyst Isaiah Thomas. Hold on. Got to use this time to sell you some razor blades. Episode number 235 with NBA Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas is brought to you by Harry's. Harry's is all about a great shave at a fair price. Over 3 million guys have switched to Harry's. And as one of those 3 million, I confess to never having a more comforting and close shave. Their blades are of the highest quality I've ever seen or shaved with. And most importantly, you're saving big bucks. Jeff and Annie, two ordinary guys who were fed up with buying overpriced razors, started Harry's to fix shaving. They brought their own German factory with over 100 years of blade-making experience to ensure the highest quality. All products are backed by a 100% quality guarantee. Harry's offers their blades at half the price of the leading five-blade razor, selling directly to you over the Internet. 
You have to give Harry's a try if you haven't already. If you haven't, it is completely risk-free. Claim your free trial offer from Harry's today. $13 value for free when you sign up. Just cover shipping. Your free trial set includes a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, a travel blade cover to get your free trial set. Go to harrys.com slash Celtics right now. That's harrys.com slash Celtics. It's all Jalen, man. It's all Jalen. Um, you know, he's got the, he's got the will of a, you know, of a, of a great player. Um, you know, just consistently putting the work in, understanding that, um, I've said it before, that his impact could be felt, um, you know, whether he's shooting well or not. We need his energy out there, um, and as a second-year player, he's an experienced guy in this group, and we need him to consistently be that. Um, he knows what he brings to this team, so um, you know whether he's shooting well or not, just want him to still have that same mindset that he can still make an impact on the game. That was future Hall of Famer, we hope, Kyrie Irving, in the locker room, available on YouTube.com slash CLNS Media. That was, as you can guess, following the Celts' victory against the Kings back on Wednesday. Here with current NBA Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas, Zeke's since been promoted from his post in Springfield, now serving as an analyst for Turner Sports and NBA TV. Zeke, thanks for getting back here with us on the show. Can I ask, did you teach him that will? You, you never, you know, the in terms of will and determination, um, you know, those things that uh, a player has or a person has, uh, it, it really does start, you know, from a young age and it starts, uh, you know, at home. And, you know, mentors or coaches that you meet uh, along the way, you, 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 you find a way to remind that person and tap into those things that, you know, basically he's been taught from, you know, his parenting and his upbringing. So you, you never really can teach anyone will. The only thing you can do is uh, inspire it or ignite it. Well, I was trying to give you credit. And I will say we helped you inspiring it. Maybe I'm going by what we saw last year on the NBA TV on that great feature that you did. But me and you are, are speaking after his best game of the year thus far. Consistency has been an issue. What about just a general assessment thus far from him? I know you keep a dear eye on him. I know you talk to him quite frequently. I know the Sacramento game was being most fresh in our mind. But what have you seen from him, Sue, eight, nine games in? Well, I think he's been great. Um, not only has he, um, you know, been good offensively, you know, we we spend a lot of time uh, working on the defensive and talking about the defensive side of the ball, uh, you know, because shooting comes and goes. And it's important that he, he continues to build good habits and, you know, assessing where he's at in his second year. You know, he's you know, he's he's ahead of schedule in terms of, uh, you know, what we were projecting. And, you know, when you look at him now as a starter in Boston and as someone that uh, has been trusted to, you know, handle big parts of, of the offense and carry big parts of the offense doing portions of the game, um, you know, he, he's ahead of schedule. Last year, you know, we wanted to make sure that on the defensive side that at the end of the game, he was a trustworthy person that the coach can always trust him to uh, obey his assignments and, you know, lock in to his defensive uh, assignments and understand the game plan and execute it. And, you know, where he's at now as a, as a basketball player, you know, he's, as you can see, there's a, a lot more room for growth and the potential is there. 
we just have to make sure that he reaches his potential and he continues growing every week, every month, every year. Was defense the focal point of his offseason program that he had with you and, and his team? Defense is always the focal point for me. If if you don't know much of my history, I, I played on. I played I used on you uh, in NBA Jam all uh, the time. I, I'm very well <laughs> of your history. You were but you were a great three point shooter well, in that game. <laughs> well, on the defensive side, arguably, uh, I was on one of the best high school defensive teams ever. I was on one of the best uh, college defensive teams ever, and I was on one of the best NBA defensive teams ever. So, um, you know that. I'm rooted on the defensive side of the ball, and you know if 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 you can play both sides of the ball, and that's what we were working with Jalen on and talking to him constantly about is all the little things on the defensive side of the ball, understanding your opponent, um, you know his his do's and his don'ts, what what that what that opponent can do, what he can't do, uh, and then on the offensive side, making sure that you're executing what the coach really wants, not necessarily what you want. You know, I think everything with with Jalen this year and what you just said sort of triggered triggered all what I was even thinking about is it. it's just been so interesting, like the pressure that's been put on him seemingly as every single game, every single day that goes on. You come out of last year, he finished his rookie season pretty strong being able to crack the rotation. So naturally there was expectations going even all the way back to being the third overall pick in the draft. So then with each move and trade that the Celtics do, they trade Avery Bradley and it's, oh, well, they're really going to need you know Jalen Brown to step up as that, that shutdown defensive player. Then, of course, the Gordon Hayward injury, it's, oh, well, they have Jalen Brown. It, everything that seemed to like go by, it seemed like the better Jalen, we seem to make Jalen well, it, Brown. It's been a lot definitely uh, that has been thrown at him and, and forced upon him. And, you know, when he was drafted, remember, you know, the Celtics made the, the playoffs the year. So he had to find a way to, you know, crack the, crack the rotation and crack the lineup and get playing time. And it's very difficult for a rookie to get playing time. And then he got playing time. Um, on the on the best team in the East, and you know a team that had the best record in the East, and you know, so he's he it, it's been a lot thrown at him, but you know everything that's been thrown his way, uh, he successfully handled. And from a leadership standpoint, you know what he's doing and how he's uh, you know working in with with Kyrie and how he's fitting in with with, with Tatum. Uh, I, I think it you know. Boston is a very interesting team to watch, and he's one of the more interesting players in the league for me to watch. It's going to be a stupid question, so rather than say it like that, I was want to ask you to sort of put that into words of how beneficial it was for him to, as a rookie, have to crack rotation on the best team in the East rather than just being handed playing time in his rookie season. And as well as this year, going back to what I alluded to with every single transpiring that happened to the Celtics, be it the trade of Avery Bradley and other players who moved on, and then of course the Gordon Hayward injury, how that even put more pressure on the expectations that were already there for them. So I need your help, Zeke, to help me put into words how beneficial those two things were towards the progression of Jalen Brown. Well, the the one thing that Jalen has, he has a great mind and he has a great understanding. And uh, pressure comes with what we do. And he being able to understand that and 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 rationalize that, you know, this is, you know, it's a game that we play, but also it's a sport that, you know, pressure comes with it. And you, you're never going to be able to avoid that. Now, how do you handle that and how do you deal with it? Um, you know, through adversity, uh, through failure, 
through your mistakes. That's how you learn. And uh, Jalen is a forever learner. He he's had he has a curious mind, and uh, so consequently he he wants to know how he can get better. So criticism and critique in the academy, uh, you know, those, those are things that make you better. Uh, and also criticism and critique in sports, those are the things that you can use to make you better. Uh, you, can, you can learn from your mistakes. You can learn how to be a better passer. What I'm, on, what I'm constantly on him about right now is he's got to become a better free throw shooter. He's got to become a better foul shooter. If you want to be someone who's trusted at the end of the game, you got to be able to go to the free throw line and knock down free throws at the end of the game. Uh, so while we spend time on the defensive side, while we spend time on your jump shot and everything else, you got to make sure that you put some time into getting better as a foul shooter because um, you look at Kyrie Irving, what, what makes him so deadly, and, and you go back to Isaiah Thomas of, of last year, what, what makes those two guys go-to players is that – a, at the end of the game, they got good enough ball handling skills that they can get their own shot. B, at the end of the game, they don't make a lot of turnovers. And C, if they get fouled, they can go to the foul line and knock down free throws. When you can do those three things, you are a go-to player. And right now, you got to get better from the foul line. That's what we talk about. Well, that's interesting that you said that. I was actually, if there was ever a guess that I was going to say, if for the free ticket that we had at the academy, may not be quite Plato's academy, but this that was the Zeke's academy will be close enough for us. I actually would have guessed the corner three. Is that at all in the the curriculum of the academy, or is it still primarily you know if we're going to do one man and one work, it is foul shooting. I've always argued that that will really open up, you know, not just, you know, his game and his ability, I guess, to attack the basket, which has gotten much, much better than what it was last year when he was able to attack the basket, but really unable to finish. But what it just does simply for the team standpoint and how the whole Celtics off, offense runs into Brad Stevens, how valuable that corner three would have been, is that at all in the curriculum? Well, well shooting is definitely part of, of, of the curriculum. And that was, remember, the knock on him coming out of college was he wasn't a good shooter. And we, we accepted with you that in that video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we fixed that early. And, and, and he's a, you know, he's a threat now. Uh, and, you know, his name is on the blackboard. And, and teams, when they, when they write down Celtics three point shooters uh, and people to watch for on the offensive side, you know his name is you know the second or third name that 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 the def- that the defenders uh, see on the blackboard, and you know that that's when you're making progress in the league when when the coach writes when the when the opposing coach has to write your name on the blackboard and put down the tendencies and say you know we we need to make sure that we don't let Jalen Brown get off. That's when you know you've made it and. You know, from uh, you know corner three or you know top of the uh, you know wing three or or top, uh, that that all depends on the the coach's scheme. And what we what we try not to do is ever get into uh, the coach's strategy or the coach's scheme. We just want him to be able to you know perform and play and think the game 94 feet for 48 minutes. You always want to get better in every single aspect of the game. There's always room for improvement, not just in basketball, but everywhere in life, as you know. But nonetheless, with that said, is there a facet to his game, or facets, plural, that you can say, wow, this is as 
this is pretty damn polished for an NBA player. Um, you know, 22 points. <laughs> um, it's a pure game. You know, I, We're speaking I, on a good I, day. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm liking everything that I'm seeing from him as a second-year player uh, with playing on a team with, with high expectations. Um, you know, there's, there's no one looking at Jalen Brown saying he's the weak link uh, at on, in any part of the game. Um, you know, when you, when you go and you say you need a bucket, you're not saying, okay, we're going to go at Jalen Brown. And that's, that's the sign of, you know, you've arrived, you know, they're, the other team is attacking other players. They're not attacking you. You're not the weak link on the team. And that's, that, that's what it's really all about. You're not the weak link defensively and you're not the weak link offensively. You can carry your load and you can get your job done. And Jalen Brown gets the job done. I know you work with him very closely. You speak with him quite frequently. So sometimes you have to watch what you say on air. But I do recall making a little bit of a prediction on these airwaves just about a year ago, last time we spoke, Zeke, that you believed he was going to be an all-star player. I still believe he'll be an all-star. Absolutely. All right. I mean, that, and there's work, to, there's work to be done, you know, and that, you know, with, with, all, with all the young players. And this is – and I said this the other night on the air, too. What I admire the most about all the young players that have come in our league over the last four to five years, all of them, every single year, they have worked on their game and they have gotten better. You know, as you know, whether it be you know Anthony Davis, whether it be a Cousins, whether it be you know a Steph Curry, whether it be, you know, a Przingis, whether it be, you know, a Giannis in Milwaukee, you can look at all the young players and you can say that they, every year, every summer, they come back and they get significantly much better. You look at Ben Simmons now, you look at Jalen Brown, you look at, you know, what these guys do over the summer. I admire what this young generation is doing uh, in terms of working on their games, trying to get better and, you know, just honoring the game. And, you know, Jalen is doing that. And I think if he stays on his path, he'll be an all-star. Absolutely. It's a good way to finish on Jalen. Before we get you out of here, I do want to get a general assessment of the Celtics, especially they're going to be showcased on TNT on Thursday, November 16th, against the defending champion Golden State Warriors. I hate to say this, but coming into the year, it really seemed like chemistry-wise, chemistry was going to be an issue for the Celtics. Some silver lining of the Gordon Hayward injury was it seemed to have a little bit of a galvanizing effect on the team, and it really seemed to, to bring the team together, and they're sitting here. You know, I've met Gordon a, a couple of times, and, um, you know, knowing you know knowing his background uh, from Butler and, and being in Indiana, um, I don't – I never thought that chemistry would ever be an issue uh, with the Celtics, and when Kyrie came, uh, I thought the chemistry would actually be better. Uh, knowing the type of person that he is, and and you know, just a you know, he's a, he's a stand-up guy. He's a real guy. Uh, so when you when you look at the Celtics in terms of uh, their their mental makeup and who they are as men, I never thought chemistry. I never questioned the chemistry. Um, I, I quite, only thing I questioned was uh, will they be able to be tough enough defensively because the defensive players that they lost. They lost their tenacity. They lost their their defensive mindedness. And what Kyrie has 
done. And what he's come in and done is, you know, out out on the perimeter, you know, he's 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 taking the challenge to defend. Um, you would think that he was playing for Coach K again, uh, <laughs> you know, because the way he's defending out on the perimeter now, uh, you know, I have no problems with the way he's defending or the way the Celtics are defending. So that was the only question that I really had. And that was the big knock on Kyrie before he came here, if there was a knock. But NBA Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas, you can see Isaiah on NBA TV's players-only coverage featuring former players in every commentator role each Tuesday night on the network. Follow him on Twitter at IamIsaiahThomas. Seek, you know, you become on the show, you do your NBA TV coverage. Now you have a new champagne venture, Sir Lance. So where do you find time to, to do all this? And please uh, fill everyone on the company. Well, believe it or not, I was named Champagne Producer of the Year, Sherlon, uh, you know, Champagnes. Uh, we have a portfolio of 490-plus rated champagnes in the United States, uh, and we have uh, close to 200 acres in Champagne uh, in the Albany region of uh, Champagne. The Sherlon family has been making Champagne since 1788. And um, if I must say so myself, it's the finest champagne that I've ever tasted. Um, the thing that separates all champagnes from other uh, is, you know, the is that uh, no sugar added to all champagnes. Um, you know, so you really taste in, um, you know, the sun, the soil, and the grapes. Uh, it's um, one of the finest products out on the market. You can buy it at wine.com, and I encourage all of you uh, for the holidays to get a bottle of Sherlon champagne and try it out and let us know how, how you think about it. Let us know what you think. Uh, but I, I've heard no complaints and, uh, again, gold medals, silver medals that we've won in all of the wine and champagne contests. So, um, you know, buy a bottle. Visit the website, Sherlon1788.com. 1788, very easy number to remember. The year before the French Revolution. Zeke, thanks for stopping by again. Good history lesson. Love it. <laughs> Inside the Celtics locker room with one of the true characters of this 2017-18. I, I think it's safe to say Aaron Baines is a character of this 2017-18 Boston Celtics team. First of all, Aaron, when you decided to sign here, what was the determining factor? Uh, you know, it was a great situation. And, um, you know, I've seen what Brad's done with the team and how he's been able to take them on long runs in the postseason. And, you know, I want to be in a situation where I can help, come in, contribute, and help us um, get back to that same same type of uh, circumstance. And so it's um, been fun being here and, uh, you know, just trying to make the most of the opportunity, which I'm thankful for. Another YouTube plug. That was former Piston and now current Celtic, Aaron Baines, exclusive locker room interview with CLNS's very own Mike Petralia, available only on the CLNS YouTube channel. Nowhere else, youtube.com slash CLNS Media. Again, the rest of that exclusive feature with Aaron Baines with CLNS's very own Mike Petralia, youtube.com slash CLNS Media. I'm going to get to the rest of that when I finish savoring this one-day class dropping on at the Academy. Always fantasize about a time machine that took me back to Athens to 370 BC. What is justice? But, uh... If Zeke's curriculum for Jalen Brown is the acceptance to Princeton after being weightless at Harvard, I'll take it. How'd you, how'd you like, uh, dude, Zeke stonewalling me? Gave me a little taste of my own medicine with that cold interruption when I, I was going on there a little bit, uh, kind of had like a 
Pearl Harbor analogy of, well, at least they had a galvanizing effect. It's better than, well, it opens up the play for the young players. Uh, but it wasn't in reference to some after effects of the Hayward injury of uh, the country's unified. Uh, too soon, if I may, too soon. You know what, though? Someone is going to get to that if they haven't already. I I pay less and less attention to the mainstream media now more than ever. I, I heard there was a pathetic little stage, WWF, trying to bring attention upon themselves. Uh, guys, take that back to 1999 where it belongs and, and maybe where you guys belong because there's a reason why everyone's tuning you out. Little advice. I don't have to give it since we put the best ones here to work at the network. Anyways, back to basketball. Uh, Celts, they're playing tonight. Net- CLNS has the full game coverage pre-post and during all on the free CLNS Media Network mobile app available for both iPhone and Android. Uh, with the Celts down in Orlando, all of a sudden that was a game that was kind of pegged as a W. Although the Celtics pretty much always struggled in Orlando the last few years. Got a big blowout win last year, earlier in the year, when Isaiah Thomas didn't play. Not the one who was just interviewing with us. The the other one there. The uh, But that's never been a good place for Boston to play. Even Orlando's been struggling these last few years, and now they're playing very well. Uh, you know, I actually, speaking of the coverage, I miss doing the pregame show. I got a lot of friends down in Orlando. Uh, David Steele, Dennis Newman, Jeff Turner, everyone's familiar. They've been on Celtics Beat numerous times. I've done the pregame shows with them in, in years past numerous times, and they're all on the Magic play-by-play team. Very happy for them on a personal level to see the Magic get off to this start. So it would be gonna be, it's going to be a real nice challenge, I was going to say, for the Magic. But for both teams, I guess, the, the two of the top teams in the Eastern Conference recognize. So uh, looking forward to not only the game, but Josue Pavone's coverage on pregame. He's, he's really done a nice job with that taking over for moi. Congrats. Uh, anyways, that is a good note to finish on. We were going to finish on a little lousy note there. So, the good note, right? The cliffhanger of what's going to happen in the game tonight against Orlando. Because we're going to find out well before episode number 236. But for episode number 235, music was provided by Chuck Dietz and Steph Legrato. Our sponsors were Harry's Razors and Bombfell.com. B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L.com slash Celticspeed. For graphic designer Scott Dillon, the founder of the network, Nick Gelso, this is Larry A. Trussell, the executive producer and host. Signing off for Celtics Beat, the number one Celtics podcast on iTunes, powered by CLNS Media.